Hey everybody, welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate, that's Andy King. How you doing, mate? I am wonderful, thank you. How you oh, doing? wonderful. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm good, man. Sun is shining. I know. Spring is in the air. Oh, man. Come on. You and know what? Yeah. Life's good. Yeah, it's good. Tell you what, we have got a great guest today. Really, um, really great conversation. Yeah. Uh, we, we've already recorded it, so... Uh, you know, we know what we're talking about when we say sit back and enjoy this one because it's going to be really good. Um, but it's a little bit to do with worship. We, yeah. we talked about worship and we'll get into who's on the show in just a moment. But um, we talk a lot about worship in this episode and also about who she tours with, Christina tours with and things like that. But we started talking about what we're listening to. Yeah. So I thought it'd be cool just to... Talk about what worship stuff we listen to. Yeah, yeah, right on. Oh, I've been listening to a lot, a lot of Striper. What? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have it, but no, um, no worship. Um, you know, I have. I lately I haven't been listening to a lot of albums where I play them all the way through. I had created this, I this new worship playlist. Yeah. That when I go running or when I'm driving, I listen to it, and it's just got a, a variety of worship. So some of my favorite songs. You want me to share some with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Can you do five, or have you got five? Yeah, I can do five. Okay, I can come on. up with five. Right. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Stephen McWhorter. Yeah. Um, song Rafa. Yeah. Jehovah Rafa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> no, um. And come Jesus come by him. I just I just love that dude. He's been on Revival Town twice. God's using him to do big things. But um, I, a couple of my other my favorites, um, "Rest on Us" by Maverick City. Oh, good song. Can't get enough of that song. Same God by Elevation Worship. Yeah, really really um, powerful song. And then you know one of my all time favorite songs is one we don't even do at our church. I need to talk to our worship pastor and say we need to do this. And it's it's a few years ago. I mean obviously. Waymaker was the hit of Leland's worship album, but sure. there's another song on there that I have on repeat, and that's Rain. Oh, mate. So good. Brilliant. That's a brilliant. I hear the sound of Revival Rain. Yeah, yeah, And I've just been thinking about that song a lot, especially with the Asbury Revival and all that God's doing with Jesus Revolution. So, yeah, those are five. How about you? Oh, well, I, I've i got a few. Um, and Martin Smith. i got to throw that in there. And yeah. Co- Cody Carnes, good. Oh, you're sticking my think. list. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I saw your list. No, I'm kidding. I did. Oh, man. Yeah, no, you, you just, there's so much good stuff out I, there. You know, and you mentioned Cody Carnes. I, I've said to a few people, I feel he's the new Chris Tomlin. Yeah. Of this this era, this time, like Chris is still doing amazing stuff. Yeah. But Cody Carnes, if but you don't, more, more of a little bit of an edge. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know what I mean, He's, where where Chris Tom was more polished. Yeah, right. Yeah, I I, I love Cody Carnes' worship writing. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, and I think what I like about it is, and Chris did this as well, but Cody tests everything through his local church. Right, the songs that he does on his album, he's bringing through the belonging and other places. But that's this church; that's where they go to church, you know. Yes. Um, Ooh, the belonging. Forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man. So my my, one of my songs of the year was Martin was invited to the belonging to lead worship, and on their last album, he did "What a Friend I Found," going into obsession. Obsession. 
Yeah. I oh, almost my. said that, but I knew you would. I knew, uh, you, I knew sure. it would be on your yeah, list. Yeah. So I think that's so, one yeah. of my favorites at the minute. Cody Khan's uh, Good. Uh, song, it's a song called Good, yeah. which phenomenal song. Um, Firm Foundation. Foundation. Oh. I almost said that one, too. Man. Yeah. I tell you. He won't. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> Um, another one that we've been doing at our church at Northwoods a lot and it is brilliant is Here in Your House which is from Gateway Uh, we do a lot of Gateway stuff out there Gateway's good too and uh, this song is absolutely brilliant and uh, so I I love that Um, and then I haven't really dug into it yet because it's just come out but Bethel have just launched their new project and Amanda Cook is on it and, uh, and so a few others are on it as well, but really looking forward to that. So that's some of the stuff that I'm listening to and anything that belong in any of their projects, you put it on and just let it play. Yeah, I have done that, done that one. We pray on Tuesday mornings at the church, 9 to 10, and I've, I have um, it just, it blasted it in my hearing aids, just, man, put on the belonging yeah. worship record. It's good. There's another song that's it's more of a upbeat song called Take you at your word. We did it this past Sunday, yeah. And yeah, um, I had never heard it before until I was in Texas a few weeks ago, um, several weeks ago. Yeah, at the um, at a pastors' conference, and they did that song. That's a good one too. Yeah, but that's a belonging Cody Khan's. Right on. Yeah, yeah. See, he's everywhere. Yeah, there you go. Chiching. <laughs> you know, in, now Cody Carnes is everywhere right now. Belonging's hot, but I felt like. Brandon Lake is on every song out there. Just oh, yeah. Every, forget yeah. about him. He's, yeah. he's got some good ones. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the gal that we're going to talk to today, Christina, she is um, not only is she on staff at Cross Point Church in Nashville, um, but also she is the main background singer for Natalie Grant. Whenever Natalie Grant is anywhere with her band, she is her literally her right hand person singing wise. Now you've heard Natalie Grant sing. This gal is the gal that Natalie turns to and says, "You're incredible. I need you on tour with me." That's who yeah. we have got on the podcast so cool. today. And you're gonna love her too. She's cool. She's been to Rock Church. There's she a has. cool story there. We'll let yeah. her tell it. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you uh, sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Christina? This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Christina Onstott, is on staff at Cross Point Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's a touring background vocalist currently on tour with Natalie Grant. We're excited to hear her story and talk to her right now. Christina, welcome to Revival Town. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Well, this is really cool, kind of like a small world, because obviously Andy's going to share how, how you guys know each other, but you also have been to the church that I pastor. This is crazy. Yeah, with, with the guest that we had on a few months ago, Amanda Noel, we brought her in, and you were 
touring with her at the time and even went to dinner with my wife Annette and I and our two kids. How, How many uh, years ago was that? I mean, my, my daughter, my son was, it was like 10 years ago probably because he yeah. was, I'm going to say he was, say it was 10 years. yeah, he was four or five and he's 15 now because I remember he was so inspired by you guys that he, he went home and um, actually not even home. He wrote a song while we were at the restaurant and he sung it for you guys and we were all cracking up. But, but again, you're on the road all the time. Probably don't remember that, but it was hilarious. So anyway, so, so cool to reconnect with you after all these years. You never know what's going to happen because I never knew how you were connected to Andy. Wow. That's so cool. I do remember your church because that was the first time I'd ever seen a dispenser for earplugs. Oh, oh right on. on. Yeah, okay. And it's still that. Yeah, still that. you do remember. <laughs> right yeah, on. I, do. I have a photo of it. I have a photo of it still. So uh, I had a Christmas hat on. Because during the holidays. That's <laughs> Way so cool. Good. Well, obviously, for those who listen to the podcast, uh, it's now seven years since I was at Crosspoint, which is crazy. Wow. Um, but when I was there... Uh, Chris, Christina was there uh, on staff. Uh, I don't know how Christina balances her schedule because you briefly said, yeah, she's a background vocalist for Natalie Grant. To be honest with you, if Natalie Grant is out anywhere, most of the time, 90% of the time, just look to her left or right and you're going to see Christina there and her incredible voice. Yes. I'm not about Natalie, I'm on about you. Right. No, oh, yeah. I was like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you balance a, a job at Crosspoint Church as well as uh, on the road, uh, mm-hmm. as well as being a mom. And your husband is also touring. He's he's been mm-hmm. on tour with uh, many bands like Plum and others. Uh, and so we're going to get into that world today, if that's all right. Um, because I don't know how you do it, but before we get there. Can you just give us a little bit of a background as to who you are, your story? Yeah. Can you go into that a little bit? Yes, yes. Um, so I am from Texas, born and raised in Texas, a small town in Texas that can easily be, be deleted off the map. Um, but so sorry to everyone in Weatherford. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I just have one question. Are you a Cowboys fan? Or a Titans I, fan? By family, by blood, yes. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm a Cowboys fan, that's why I was asking. Okay, I think I'm supposed to say I'm a Cowboys fan because <laughs> our family is, our family, diehard Cowboy fans. All for right. instance, I went to D.C. for a hot minute and I brought everyone uh Washington Redskins shirt for Christmas and <laughs> that was a terrible idea. I thought I was being funny. <laughs> That yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> wow. That was, so, so all that to say, yes, I'm more of a college football girl. So University of Texas, Longhorns, that's the real UT to me. So, um, but yeah, so from Texas, a Cowboys fan, um, born and raised in a small town. Um, right about when I was 23, I moved to the Northern Virginia area, Washington, D.C. area, Fairfax, Virginia. Um, and that is where I was able to just grow and love um, everything. I everything I learned about worship was my time away from being around everything I knew. Um, so getting to form a love for for worship, for um, just all things within that 
realm, um, just being away from what I've always been around. But um, no, I love I love worship. I love um, also acting. Musical theater was part of my gra- background as well. Um, so that was a part of a huge uh, thing. What I did in D.C. as well was doing uh, a lot of professional theater, if you will. I hate the word. <laughs> no. <laughs> viral uh, theater. But um, so, yeah, I spent some time out that way. But then there is a season in my life where shaped me, which is a huge part of my story, um, where I was in D.C., spent majority of my 20s there. And if you know anything about a Hispanic culture, it is the 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 youngest, the baby of the family, which is a female is very uh, overprotected. Mm-hmm. And so this was huge for me to get away from home. Um, but um, there came a time where my mother was battling cancer for the third time. Um, and so I made the hardest decision of trying to just pack everything up um, and what I could fit in my Jeep and move back home to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a huge part of, of everything that changed in that moment that be, has become like a huge part of who I am today. Um, so I did that in August of 2010. I spent my time with her helping her take care of her. And um, in December 2010, she passed away. And at that moment, it was like, what do I do? What do, where am I going to go? I mean, I could always go back to D.C. or I've always wanted to move to Nashville um, to pursue background vocals or move to New York to pursue acting. Um, and so, you know, there was a time where, I was the person to make all the decisions regarding my mother. And so there was um, not a whole lot of time for me to figure life out, honestly. Um, So I went back to DC for the summer and I spent time there. And that was the biggest moment where I just grieved everything. Like Mm. I was alone, had time to actually just grieve the passing of my mother that happened that December. Um, But that was a moment also where I heard God very clearly tell me like, Hey, you have spent a lot of your lifetime taking care of others um, making sure you're home for your mom to be available for her. Now's time. Now's the time for you to take care of you and do the things you've always wanted to do. Um, and so, uh, that was my decision. It was very clearly that I was supposed to move to Nashville. So, um, here I am moving again, um, (laughs) which I don't mind. I loved it because being kind of sheltered in a small Texas state, uh, town, all you know is Texas. And if you've never run across a Texan in your life, they are very proud of being Texan. And therefore I was as well, but um, it's, it's been a nice to be exposed to other things, (laughs) other, other, other cities and other States and um, still being proud that I'm a Texan, but also not being overly crazy about it. (laughs) Uh, But no, it was great to, to be able to have that time to, make a decision and spend a lot of time in prayer about where I'm to go next. And Nashville was, Nashville was it. And um, when I say that is one of the, one of the biggest things I've ever had to um, uh, obey, honestly, um, because Mm -hmm. I didn't have a job lined up. Um, Did you know anybody? I knew a couple people, uh, a few of my friends who lived in DC had moved to Nashville before me. And um, they were very encouraging of like, you know, just come, we'll introduce you to who we know. And they've already, they were already working in the industry. Um, But if you know me, yes, I'm around. I do a lot. I'm very social, but I'm also very shy. So if you put me in a setting where I know nobody, that is 
you're going to get the very shy, timid me. Um, so that was one of the most uncomfortable things I had to do was make myself available to meet with people just to get my name out there um, and to meet new folks. And, um, and honestly, that was a time where I just didn't really want to start worshiping in church again, because I was still grieving the passing of my mom and um, just needed some time to be on the other end of everything and just to receive. And how Um, how long again was it that you were looking after your mom? How long of a, a span there? So it was from uh, uh, only a couple months, only a couple months from yeah. August until December. So that was tough then just mm-hmm. go, stepping into that time and then stepping, you know, having to step out and mm-hmm. how, how has, and you talked about it, it shaped you a little bit over these years. Um, what are some of the things that came out from that season? Now you're stepping into Nashville. Now you're having to meet people but in essence, you're still grieving as well. What were some of the things that you learned through that season of life? One of the biggest things that I learned um, was that, and I saw it in the I saw it in the moment, but I didn't give it the attention that it needed until like later after the fact that I was further away from it. Is that um, that God was still good despite my circumstances? I mean, I had just lost my rock in the yeah. the the matriarch of our family, you know, and um, what was I supposed to do? Like, like I said, I was kind of sheltered and very, over, my parents were very overprotective of me, like to the point where when I moved, I'd have to call and be like, Hey, how do I order a steak again? How do I like it? Because she would order that, you know, like just yeah, different yeah. things. What's so random? Like, Hey, what kind of soap do I use for, you know, <laughs> random things that when you move away from home in your twenties, even. So, um, but one of the things that, that was the biggest thing I learned that despite what was going on, like he was still faithful and still good, even though I was so angry um, in those moments. And I've, and you know what, that's something that happened later on in life too. <laughs> We're having those moments of a lot of the anger happening of towards different things that I was praying for and didn't happen. And so one of the other biggest things too, was my brother and I prayed for a miracle for my mom, for her to be healed and, um, we were fully believing in that. And so when it didn't happen, obviously we were very upset. Um, but again, learning later on in life after having time to think about it, like the miracle wasn't the healing that we had asked for. He had got had done another miracle in her. Like he brought her back to him. Mm. Uh, and so she was able to have that time before she passed to rededicate her life and looking back it's like no that was a bigger miracle like Mm. you know so um that is one of the things that i look back on so much and just thinking like okay even though we're praying for certain things he's still going to do work other things um it may not be the thing you're asking for but there's going to be actually something bigger if you open your eyes to see exactly what's going on in the moment. So, wow. So you get to Nashville now, now, now you're, you're having to, you know, put roots down, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, you, you talk, just talked about how you've now got to push yourself to like meet people. And what was that season like? Cause I know for some people that is like the scariest thing in the world for some people networking and getting to know people's natural. Right. But there's some people that they, they know they've got to do it, yeah. but it freaks them my, out. My personality is like that. I'm, even though I'm a pastor and I present for a living, if you put me in a room filled with people, I don't know, I'm very much introverted. 
but once I get to know you, man, I'll get crazy, dance on the table and everything, right? So <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're kindred <laughs> kindred spirits. I like that had to be such a challenge. You're moving to a new city and new dreams and, and aspirations and vision and in kind of like a new beginning. Wow, that is that is definitely something so hard to do no matter what age, but as a 30 year old, I had turned 30 the month before my mom passed. So think about that too, being a new life change, you know, um, being 30 and you're expecting. So I'd always looked forward to that age. Cause I'd always heard the thirties are like the best years, your thirties are your best years. But, um, you know, that, it, that wasn't the case for me. Um, but like, meeting new people, no matter what age you are, is so difficult. But I thought like, especially at 30, you know, you kind of have your, your friend groups already established. You have your roots set wherever you are. And so moving somewhere new, I know a lot of people in Nashville who move here later in life and it is the most difficult thing. So just getting myself out there to go to a show, that was the biggest thing people said. They're like, just be present in the room at shows, um, showing up where other, you know, people are just to get to meet them. Um, so that was probably the hardest thing for me is I was not a night owl then, but I am now. So getting up and going, like just even getting dressed to go out at 10 PM, like you can't catch me doing that right now. But that was probably one of the toughest thing is just being in a room and not seeming like I was a Gurmy person or, um, like, who is this crazy person? Okay. You know, you have to put yourself out there. Like that is honestly how things happen here in Nashville. It's there's for what I do, there's not a whole lot of auditions for background vocalists. It is by word of mouth. And, um, yeah. So that was the most difficult thing is just even showing up for a coffee or having the funds to provide for a coffee. If you're wanting to meet with somebody, there's just so many elements that were just so difficult for me to wrap my head around. So, um, working with, with Natalie, was that, was that the first person that you were singing for or was there others before that? And then she saw you and was like, Oh, I would like her on stage with me. Yeah, there were other people, other people before that. Um, and so how that came about, I was uh, singing with a couple gals in town um, who were pursuing the music career. And, you know, that's one of the things you do, too. You have to you have to put in your time, yeah, um, pay your yeah. fees, <laughs> if, if, even if that's downtown or you're riding in a 12 passenger van somewhere to a show and then riding back, you know, and you're sleeping in the van, um, different things. But I was around with other folks beforehand. Um, and then uh, Natalie attended Crosspoint at the time. And uh, my best, one of my best buddies who uh, moved to from D.C. right before I did. He was playing with Johnny Swim and all these other folks. So mm. also with Natalie and um, attending Crosspoint. So um, that was a kind of a way that I got involved was um, I was asked to fill in for her background vocalist then. Um, and so that was just, again, word of mouth. Like she was like, hey, Marcus, tell me about Christina. And I see her bring on some days. Tell me a little bit about her, you know, and that's kind of nice to have that. Wow. So that, so that was the beginning for that side of it, but obviously you've just talked about Crosspoint. So you, you were on staff at Crosspoint before you started doing stuff with Natalie. Was it right around the same time? How, how did that all work? It was right at the same time. So it was interesting how it all came about um, because 
right when I was approached, honestly, by um, Stephen Brewster, who was our creative pastor at the time. He said, hey, have you ever thought about working at a church? And I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know what? I've done that before. I think I'm good. And he knew why I had moved to Nashville. And um, he's like, well, just pray about it. Just think about it. And um, right around that time where I started giving it a little more thought and praying more about it, I mean, honestly, it was just like, yeah, go for it. You never know. Yeah. Because honestly, I, I couldn't make a living off of a show here and there, you know, right, right. Um, but it was more than that for me to even think about Crosspoint in as a job too. It wasn't just for a job. I truly loved what was happening here because this church honestly brought me to a place where I was able to worship again um, and want to lead worship again after it was kind of a healing place for me during uh, my grieving state of my mom. And um, I was allowed that time to just sit back and receive. And what I was receiving was beautiful um, and truly healing for me to get me to the point where, okay, I'm comfortable enough to get in a small group. I feel good. And I feel better, you know, to want to get involved. And um, so knowing that what Crosspoint had already done for me in a healing way was massive. And so um, I loved what they were doing. I loved the volunteer culture. I loved so much of it that I'm like, you know what, maybe I do need to get involved and maybe let me, let me uh, get plugged in here even more. Um, So right around that time when I was offered the job, I was offered several other gigs for other artists that were traveling and touring in Europe or doing the tonight show, like, tour or just so many other options that were pretty huge. Mm. That exactly what I came here for type of thing. And so I was kind of going back and forth um, with what do I do? What do I do? But it's so funny that I remember I was dating my husband now at the time and talking to him about it. And he was like, man, just spend so much more time in prayer, just asking because Mm -hmm. even he wasn't super comfortable with me with it being my first big tour being off in Europe um, with people that I don't really know. And, Mm. um, and with being with a bunch of men and, you know, some women, but it was more of a men uh, crew. Um, So, you know, that was just kind of like, Spending time in that with prayer and just knowing like, okay, this might not be it, but hey, thank you for reaching out. Please keep me in mind for other other uh, opportunities. And um, so I said no to those tours. Um, and then Mandisa came up because um, I was attending a, a thing called Discipleship Ministry School here in Nashville that was a part of Nashville Life, yeah. which is C.C. Winans Church. Um, and they did this saying, uh, every year, which was amazing, just learning and learning about the Holy spirit, learning how to, uh, receive and speak in the Holy spirit. So that was something that I did too. Um, and, uh, I met Mandisa there. And so she had asked me to start touring with her. Um, and so that was kind of on deck, um, as well as that came up right after I'd said no to these guys. I'm like, okay, well, her touring schedule is a little bonkers. I don't know if I could do it. And then I can't remember exactly what happened, but it came out to where I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. And then Natalie came on board. Mm. And once I learned her schedule, it was kind of like, Oh, I could do this. And I talked to Brewster. I was like, Hey, this is what's happening right now. What do you think about this? And he was like, listen, as long as you get your work done 
And um, a lot of what I do here at CrossFit, I can do it on my computer. Um, so, and over meetings, over Zoom or whatever else. Sure. So he's like, as long as you get your work done on time when it's supposed to happen, then you can continue to do this. But once we see your work suffering at any point, then we'll revisit the conversation. So that's always something I kept in the back of my mind, knowing that I got to get my work done because I have a lot of downtime yeah. when I'm on the road. So, yeah. Wow. So just because, because I want to talk into what you, what you're about to, to say, but um, tell the folks what you do at Crosspoint. Cause I feel it is so important and essential um, at churches um, that we, that, that what you do, I feel should be at every church. It's not, but can you just go into what you do? Yeah, so I'm the president of Crosspoint. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> totally oh. kidding. I always love to start off with that, Joseph. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that is, good. Um, no, so I am our creative arts volunteer coordinator, and what that is is I – um, handle a lot of the culture of our team, um, doing a lot of onboarding for our um, music team volunteers. So I run our audition process as well. Um, so I, I do that. And as soon as they pass their audition, I do a uh, personal onboarding with them to have time to get to know them, to talk with them, um, get to know a little bit more about them rather than it's like, hey, welcome to the team. Go serve. We uh, do our best to spend our time with our mm-hmm. folks before we put them out to serve. So I handle a lot of the culture within that too. Um, and just to provide um, just a space for people to come and where it's not um, like an autopilot situation on a Sunday that they're just coming to play a few songs, sing, and then go. We try to like create culture, not even just for on stage, but also off stage yeah. in between um, when there's birthdays, when there's um, any trials that are happening within family. Like I want to do my best to make sure that, I, we are providing for wow. our team members. Um, so that is a huge part of what I do. And wow. Okay. So I want to talk into this because I've shared with you with this before Chuck about culture and yeah, I was, you know, at cross point six, eight months, something like that really felt it was a, a season in my life that God wanted me to be there. We always think of seasons as they're going to be for years, but yet right. for my family, it was a short season, but yet what I was able to bring from Crosspoint and bring to the Dream Center now, um, yeah. here in Peoria, the Dream Center is night and day difference from before I left for Nashville to where it is now, purely because I feel what God wanted me at Crosspoint for was to really learn this whole thing on culture and staff and how you look after culture and everyone talking the same lingo. And it is so important, um, not just for a nonprofit, but for churches as well. And coming back, one of the things that I will always remember is, um, so when we were there, my boys were, um, I think Ethan was just, was just turning 18 Clay was 16 and Crosspoint had a policy, no one under 18 on the stage. And yet the boys come in and you talk to them and the team were talking to them. And it was like, we've got to invest into these boys. And so I'll always remember them coming home. And it was one of those Sundays 
back in the day where there was like five or six services that you guys had. So you were bringing them back at night for two or three at night and two or three in the morning. And they came in and they were like, Dad, Christina gave us cinema tickets just for serving today. She was like, listen, go and relax. Here's some movie tickets. Here's some candy. Just go and and relax this afternoon and then come back ready. And that right there painted this whole side of culture where you weren't just wanting them for what they could do on stage but it was we were going to look after you in this afternoon as well make sure you come back but this afternoon you can go and see a movie you know what I mean and and I'll never forget that and we talk a lot you've brought it up to me before yeah we've talked a lot my boys talked a lot and some of the stuff that they've been involved in over the years after Crosspoint and how the everything looks great but the culture is is just not great, and it affects everything and everyone. And um, so, yeah, can you just talk into that? How how important it is for Crosspoint and the culture, um, and then we'll go into a little bit more of, of some of the other things you've done. But I really do want to focus on this for creatives and for church culture. Can you just talk into that? Well, it is it's so important, especially like we have all volunteers everyone who serves within Crosspoint is a volunteer. And so we have six locations that we have to schedule for. Um, And it's hard to schedule people when you don't have the people. You have to be able to invest in them, not only the people who are serving, but also their families. Get to know the spouses. Get to know their children. Don't just celebrate the people who are serving, but celebrate their families. Celebrate anniversaries. Um, I try to do, we try to do our best to celebrate their kids' birthdays even because they're spending time away from their family, right? And we're not paying them. So we want to create a culture to where it's something that they want to come and be a part of. Um, And, you know, there is a huge part of welcoming with a cross and we can't do it without our volunteers. Um, It's not just the staff who's responsible for bringing people to find and follow Jesus. It's also our team, too. So anything that we can do to help take care of these folks um, and their families, it's so important, so important to be able to know their names, to know even the small tidbits about them. Like, I can look at our roster and be like, this person likes this candy. This person has this allergy. This person, you know, just going through and looking. And that's just an investment with it that you have to make and um, and want to make. And um, and it's not something that I just do for myself. It's also I bring my husband into it as well. Yeah. So anytime we can make it into like a family thing, um, that's what we do our best. We try our best to do that because, again, like this is – a team of gosh listed and the music team. I can speak specifically to that. We have probably 200 volunteers listed and maybe like 160 who are active um, every week, every weekend. Um, and so it's not just one person you're investing in, you're investing in all of them yeah. and knowing so much about them and inviting them into um moments that you're creating, you know, don't just, again, don't just post the songs on planning center and be like, here, learn this, talk about the why behind you're doing this, bring them into the bigger picture of why we're creating what we're creating. Um, and, um, 
Yeah. And also create environments to where they can come and be together too. Um, we do a lot of things, that, uh, a lot of gatherings that we have here that we try to do uh, twice a quarter and we'll do, they're called creative collectives. And that is where like our teams all come together for a meal, um, a time of worship, because if you think about it, they're not getting to worship themselves. They're, yeah. they're leading it. They're worshiping in the moment, of course, sure, but like to sure receive that's not a whole lot of opportunity for that so we offer that for them this is a night for them to come to receive um we offer that we also uh we do a lot of other team gatherings um for the holidays we'll have a giant christmas party a fall gathering um and then we have small groups within our teams so tonight our worship worship leading to start study for the first time tonight so being able to offer so many opportunities for them you don't want to overdo it obviously because life and families, but also just doing what um, you're able to, to help provide community for your people. That is the biggest thing we're about is community. And we don't just want this to be a place where you just serve. We also want to create community amongst our team. Wow. That's good. I was taking notes there. Yeah. And you, you mentioned about family and even your husband and, you know, I remember that too. Your, your son, obviously uh, my son obviously is a drummer. Your husband was a drummer and, they connected, uh, you know, obviously um, very much talking band stuff, but it wasn't just band stuff. It was, it was a, how's life going, Ethan? What, you know, move to Nashville, how's things going? Clay, what's going on? You know, that type of thing. So uh, you guys do live that, and, and I appreciate that and did appreciate that when we were there as well, um, just to, to really love on people, which is important, you know. So... Yeah. I've kind of been deemed the team mom, so <laughs> living, I'm living all my dreams. <laughs> my so dream was to be a PTA mom somewhere, and I feel like this is kind of it. <laughs> that's so good. That's that's so good. Yeah. Well, so you are so you've you've now got this job, which you're balancing. Obviously, the balancing act must be very hard for you, especially if there's tours and things like that. Obviously, you can do things on the road, um, but then you're now with Natalie Grant and and that's a big deal. I mean in Christian music right now she's she is I would say in the top 5 women singers, right? Uh she has been for a long time. I remember walking through Crosspoint and at that time she was going to Crosspoint and me and my wife were uh coming um from the offices, you know, you come downstairs and her and her husband there with the kids and my wife was like, "I'm sure we just walked past Natalie Grant." I was like, "Yeah, it was." <laughs> you know um uh, but at that point she was she was going there um so balancing that for you has got to be pretty tough and she has exploded and also her husband he's not too bad on the piano either (laughs) (laughs) um but but you know she is really doing some amazing things did i was it correct that you were on stage with Dolly Parton this last few weekends ago with her. Can you tell us yes. a bit about that? I speechless still. still. <laughs> yeah. It has been a whole week. I still don't have words. That was, you know, pretty incredible an opportunity. And all of us, even Natalie, was I mean, our eyes were just just googly because we couldn't believe like what where we were. We're at Dollywood of all places. And wow that we knew that Dolly Parton was coming we just couldn't say anything yeah. um but we didn't know when she was coming <laughs> yeah. so that was 
you know, for me and a lot of the guys we were talking about, I was like, this was just like meeting Elvis because it's like, she's probably the only female from that time, from that era of that's still doing something or still alive. So um, it was pretty phenomenal. It was pretty phenomenal. I mean, there's more and better words to say about it, but I'm still, still processing. That's that's truly epic. I mean, that's something that it's not, that's not um, small time, but something that you'll never forget. And you know, what's for me, just sitting on the other side of this microphone, listening and watching you, hearing your story of what you went through and growing up in a small town in Texas and moving to D.C. and doing doing theater and some of those things, taking care of your mom who who was ill and dying and, and caregiving while you had dreams of your own and then stepping out in faith to move to Nashville, not knowing what the future held, but trusting God and being faithful and even turning down a pretty big tour in, in Europe and other things to, to serve a, a local church. I just think God's like, I'm going to blow her mind. I'm just yeah, gonna, yeah. here, here, here you go. You're going to sing with Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, share the stage at least. So I mean, that that's yeah. Wow. No, I, I truly, I truly am a firm believer of just things that has happened, have happened in my life. You know, there is, been a lot of loss. There's been a lot of trauma and just other things that I don't speak about much. That's still a part of my story, but um, you know, there's a lot of things that I've had to go through that have made me had to grow up really fast. And I've always felt, I've always felt that God had a just a big, big part of my life. Even when I hadn't fully dedicated myself to him, I had always felt him near. And I know, and I have no doubt that, um, and that I've seen in the last, you know, in my, I'm 42 now, don't tell anybody, uh, <laughs> but in my 42 years of life, it has been something that I am truly clinging to that I know that he redeems and I know that he restores and anything that has ever been taken from me. So I, I truly believe that. And I know there's a verse about that. I said it's on my side table, but it's about the locusts. And I can't remember exactly because I think my mind is just going all over the place right now. But I'm still thinking about Dolly Parton. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, you know, I just I truly believe that and been witness to see just what he can do in your life, despite anything, despite anything. So, well, we would love uh, for you, if you would, um, to close this this time in prayer. I know you've. You've talked a lot about, obviously, heartache and pain, but also seeing God's uh, power and presence in your life as well. Uh, I know there's there's going to be people that are listening to this saying, yeah, I've been through or I'm going through stuff. But you're, you're, what you're saying is, yeah, sometimes you've got to go through the stuff and yet God redeems it. He He comes back, he breathes life into death. He, he takes care of us. Can you just pray into some of that uh, right now? Absolutely. 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 Um, Gracious God, um, you are a good, a good God, a loving father. Um, God, we are thankful. Um, We are thankful for who you are. 
Um, we're not just thankful for what you can do for us, Lord, but for who you are. And um, Father, I just want to pray uh, for whoever's listening, Lord, that if there are things that they're in the waiting for, if they're in a waiting season, um, or if they feel stuck and not knowing what's next, Lord, that they can fully believe um, that you have a place in their life, Lord, that you are a strong presence in their life, Lord, that if we can come to you with gratitude. If we can just start our prayers and our days of just gratitude to you, Lord, then maybe that can just start a conversation um, from us to you just to speak on like, hey, these are our, this is what we're, we're, we're praying for. These are the things that we're waiting on. And um, and I, that, I think that could proceed, our great our gratitude could proceed in some miracles that, um, that we may not even know that uh, is coming. So Father, just open our ears, open our eyes, Lord, open our hearts to receive receive what you have for us um, in those waiting moments, God, because it may not be exactly what we're asking for, but God, you have a bigger thing waiting for us. So Father, I pray for just patience. Um, I pray um, for the words to pray, to to ask you, to, to speak to you about in this time of waiting, um, God. And I pray even more that um, just people begin to seek you more and realize that um, who you are um, is amazing. And whatever we're going through, you don't change during that. Um, so God, I just ask for big, bold prayers from everybody. And even me continuing to pray big, bold prayers, um, in my waiting. Um, and even when I see, uh, the, the thing that you have provided. So father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for, um, just the opportunity to get to speak about you and, um, just the things that you've done in my life and others. So God, we thank you for that. Lord, we love you. We pray that things in your name amen amen amen, amen. well wow. we want to thank you for uh what you've given to the church cross point mm-hmm. and and also as you're out with natalie um is there ways that people can connect with you or follow some of your crazy stories uh on social media or anything like that can you just uh let people know how to do that Yes. So, uh, Instagram, um, my handle is X Tina to Neil. Um, it looks a little wonky, but it's X T I N A T I N N I E L L E to Neil is my middle name named after the captain in Tennille. So sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and X Tina, of course, short for Christina, but yeah, that's the best way. And then email with that cross point you could say c on stot o-n-s-t-o-t-t at crosspoint.tv brilliant brilliant thank you so much well um we have got the big three questions okay big three people want to know this is the big three do you want me to start yes okay okay all right so you mentioned dolly parton right is there anyone else that you have either sang with or have seen around town that you are like, whoa, I just saw so-and-so? Is there anyone else a bit like the Dolly Parton type thing that you talked about? Um, I would have to say Charles, Charles Esten. He played Chip on a – no, he was from a – whose line is it anyway? <laughs> All right. I can't remember. I think that's his last name. I – my husband was a little worried about that because I was just like, I got to sing with him and I was just like, oh, like just like our eyes. And <laughs> my husband was like, hold on, time out. But it was just like a dreamy experience. So. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chuck, your question. All right. My question is, 
you have visited a lot of places because you're you've spent so much time on the road touring. Is there one place that stands out, whether it's a city or even a place, any city that's just a, this little spot that you're like, you know what, that place right there, I want to go back to. And this isn't for brownie points, I promise you. But London was oh, come on. Oh. Come on. my favorite, favorite, favorite place to ever visit yeah. to where I want to go back. Yeah, I want Man. to go back. Well, you'll yeah. be back at Revival Town Podcast now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a double visit now. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's the same with me. Like, I lived, I lived two and a half hours away from London, and before I moved yeah. over here, I went there probably twice. Well, then I, 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 I lived there wait, for... Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, I know what you're going to say. But when I came, when I came here, obviously I got married and we had kids, and so we've been back a number of times... And I always go, this was so close to where I lived and I never really used to visit the city. It is, I love it. Absolutely love London for sure. So I get, I get what you're saying. And we'll have you back on the podcast now. So that's good. So is that just enough brownie points? I promise. (laughs) That was just such a beautiful spot. Such Uh, a beautiful spot. We got to go to Leeds and Manchester and just... All around, we got to do something at Charlotte Gamble's Church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. Good, good, good. Well, so I was only there 24 hours. That's what I was going to say. I, yeah. I, I had a layover no on my way to Kenya. Let's go. So, let's yes. Go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, last, last question. Last question. Now, it's a similar question, but what is your favorite venue you have ever sang at? Ooh. Apart from Rock Church. Apart, I was going to say, <laughs> apart from Dollywood. <laughs> Um, the Ryman. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, that'd the be Ryman. up there, wouldn't it? Classic. That's just a classic, you know, bucket list. Wow. Uh, we got to perform there a couple times, so that was all. That was, I mean, anybody's dream if you move to Nashville to do music, like yeah. Wow. yeah. So that has to have been. But I'm sure there's others. Uh, not not Nashville. Sorry, Nashville. Not bonus points for you too. But <laughs> but yeah, Nashville. I mean, the Ryman has to be one of my favorites. That's cool. That's Excellent. cool. Well, we want to... And, and rock, rock Church. Rock oh, yeah, Church. Rock right, Church. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's amazing. That. Uh, it's just about... If you squint, it's about the same size. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> oh, they well. got earplugs for you. Which yeah, there you awesome. go. See? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on to Revival Town today. And uh, I know people are going to be blessed just hearing this. And uh, we just want to thank you for what you bring to the body of Christ uh, big time, uh, especially with creatives. Uh, So thank you so much for being on. Thanks for having me. See you in London. Yeah, Yeah, come on. Thank you, Christina. She's fun. I like her. Yeah, and I'm, I touched on it in the interview, but seriously, she and her team know how to look after volunteers, especially yeah. creatives. That, I, I, I really was taking notes. Yeah. I don't know if you could see me typing over here. Yeah, yeah, and she, her team know how to look after people. When you've got 200 volunteers, you've got to look after 160 on a Sunday. You've got to make sure you, you're on your game because you upset them, people walk. It's not like you're paying them, you know? Right, and right. so... Uh, so yeah, that was a great, great conversation with her for sure. Good stuff. Yeah, right. thank you, Christina. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, here we go. 
So uh, if you have listened before, you'll know this is Tate and his mate section. This is where me, the mate, asked Tate over there uh, what uh, he thinks a certain English word phrase that I'm going to throw at him uh, is it, what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. Like what I'm trying to say right now. And sometimes it's rhyming cockney slang. Oh, look at you. Look at I get you. It. Hey. Okay, so this week, now last week you enjoyed the welly wanging. The wangly the wiggly wagglers. <laughs> yeah, so this week. The wingy wingers. It's, <laughs> this week's pretty similar, okay? So um, now I think you'll get this because of the context. Well, I, can I say it without. Well, don't it? give me it in time. Just give me the name and see if I can. Give me the word, I should say. Okay, this is. See if I can. And, if, then, and then if I can't do it, then maybe give me it in context. All right, so you, you could just say, uh, I've got to put it in context because it won't, it won't say. So he's wagging off school. <laughs> wagging off school. W-A-G-G-I-N. <laughs> wagging off school. You, you're not going to get this one. I'm telling you. Uh, hey, get wagging off the school. Wagging uh, off wagging, school. Wagging, wagging off the school? Wagging off school. Wagging off school. He's skipping school. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah, that's that's uh, all right. My son's wagging off school today. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's sick. sick. He, he's, he's sick. He's sick. So. Now, wagging off school would be like he's bunking off, like skipping school without a reason. Right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, fine. so you could be wagging off work as well. Lake. Right. A lot of people say you do that. All the I time. know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I've been I've been talked to by my elders about hanging out with you too much. <laughs> oh, oh, you wiggly wanger. <laughs> Oh, oh man! Wagging off the kayak with hey, my, yeah. my mate Andy. We'll be soon. The weather's getting there. We'll be able to go into the onto the lake with the kayaks. We'll make some new stories. Oh, we'll have a lot of stories then. I'm telling you. Well, until then, thank you again for listening to Revival Town. Make sure you're telling others about it. Make sure you're following on social media and. Uh, Get a bit of merch. We haven't talked about it in a while, yeah, but yeah. merchandise is at the website. Yeah. RevivalTownPodcast.com. Right. Spring is here. Summer's on the corner. We're going to have to introduce a new line. I think we're going to have to yeah, do some new stuff. But yeah, RevivalTownPodcast.com. Click on merch. Click on store, whatever it is. Yeah. And represent, represent. RTP. There you go. Well, until, <laughs> until next week. Chuck, again, thanks for doing this. And hey, we, thank will, you. we will see you or hear from you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com. Oh,